to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello and welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. This is episode number 89. And today I'm sharing my number one best life advice for you and kind of the worst podcast advice, not advice on how to make a podcast, but advice on maybe don't listen to this one because it effed me up and a lot more. If you're new here, my name is Monica and I started runnyrepeat.com to share my journey to train for my first marathon and try to lose weight. I ran that marathon, lost weight, and Runny Repeat turned into a huge community online. Now this podcast, and you can follow along on my website and at Runny Repeat on Instagram and Facebook. Now let's get into it. It's summer. It's already pretty hot. So don't tell anyone, but I'm skipping the warm up today because I feel like this is all just a lot of randomness. I don't even know how to section it out. Hopefully it'll be interesting or fun or informative or maybe a little bit of all of those. Let's go. First, I have a huge announcement to make today. If you are listening to the podcast, the day it is released, it's National Watermelon Day, which is very exciting to me because watermelon is my favorite food in the world. I have joked that I think Run It Repeat is a love letter to running and watermelon, (laughs) not necessarily running and eating or running and food, but I have a very odd and intense love of watermelon as a food. And I don't really like it in recipes. Like, I don't want, I get a lot of recipes sent to me for different watermelon things. I'm down with like a smoothie or a juice with watermelon, but I think everyone makes that watermelon feta salad with balsamic. I don't like a savory watermelon situation. I don't like putting tahini on it. Uh, For those that aren't familiar, it's that spice that sometimes comes on. I want to call it Mexican fruit, but it's not exclusively Mexican. uh, That sometimes you put on like cucumbers and jicama, and sometimes people put it on watermelon or salt, right? Salt can bring out the sweetness, fun fact. So that's sometimes why someone would do that. Um, Yeah, just brings up the taste. I'm a purist though. I don't necessarily want watermelon flavored things. I just want watermelons, all of them. And in case you are um, missed it, because I've actually done more than one video on watermelon at this point, but I have a how to cut a watermelon video up on YouTube. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And so since we're on the topic of it, I want to give you some tips on how to pick out a good watermelon. And I go to the store, I oftentimes see people knocking on them, listening for something, maybe a little guy inside there saying this one's ripe. I don't know. How I pick a watermelon, and I swear by this, is you want one that is first and foremost, heavy for its size And doesn't look like it has tons of um, marks or blemishes, obviously no soft spot or major, major damage or bruise or anything like that. And you want it to have kind of a creamy belly, somewhere where it was laying on the vine while it was still growing and got nice and ripe. And I've also heard that if it has sometimes little marks in it, like a little blemish or 
you know, brown marker line, that's where potentially like a bee or something um, has marked it. And that could be a good thing. That could be a sign that it's sweet. But I think one of the main things is to make sure that it is heavy for its size, that it's a medium size one. If they're all relatively the same size out of the ones that you're choosing, don't get one that is super, super big or super, super small. You want an average size one relative to the ones you're picking, right? And heavy for its size with that creamy belly, I swear by that. And if you want to learn how to chop one, like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes because I swear I chop on them so fast. I'm quite the expert. I'm chopping one every other day, practically in the summer. So boom, enjoy some watermelon. Next, let's talk about nicknames. Do you have one? I love the story of how someone got a nickname. That is my favorite part of learning someone's name, specifically learning their nickname. If they say, oh, my friends will call me this, especially if it's like way off from their name. I don't really have a nickname that's way off from my name, but my friends would call me Monic, like Monica without the A on it. Monic, that's all. How clever is that? Not clever, right? Oh, well. A lot of people call me run, eat, repeat when they see me out running. Are you that run, eat, repeat girl? So that run, eat, repeat girl could kind of be considered my nickname. If you have a super fun nickname, definitely tell me. And I can also give you one because on Instagram, I posted a running nickname generator so you can figure out what your running nickname should be. Boom. Okay. Now, are you ready for the best life advice I can give you? Because I am super passionate about this. I have told a lot of friends this advice. I really believe it. It is very simple, but I promise, use it, take it in, and especially use it when it is challenging. When you are pissed off or sad or drunk or frustrated or all of those things at once, right? When you are feeling some kind of way, and you want to express your feelings to someone else, that potentially is the reason you are sad or mad or hurt or frustrated, whatever it is, the best advice I can give you is to write it down, write it in an email, write it in your notes app, um, phone a friend, However, you need to express everything you want to tell them, but do not write it in your text messages and press send. Give yourself a minute to pull it together and to come from a place of reason. And you can still be super passionate and you can still express your message. I'm not saying to not own your feelings, right? And not communicate to someone how you feel and your thoughts on something. I am a huge advocate for you to speak up for yourself, but you will rarely get anywhere if you put them on the defensive or if you seem irrational or like a crazy person. And that might not be fair, right? If someone really did something shitty to you, I get it. However, rise above, be the bigger person, 
And remember that everything you put in text message, there's a record of that. Like, watch yourself. If you need to have a conversation, try to have it in person if it seems like it might be a volatile conversation. And if you're not going to be able to do that, just really think it out before you express your message to someone when you are coming from a very emotional place. And again, write it out. Write them this complete massive long rent. Um, whatever you need to say, say it. And then go back and edit it before you actually send it. Um, also, I have heard advice. I don't know how much you're supposed to cut it back, but basically it's kind of it, advice for women when trying to communicate with a male partner is to whatever you want to say, like figure out everything you want to say and then cut it down by 50%. It might be more or less than that. I don't really know. But basically, we can sometimes be a little wordy, you know, a little long-winded as women. And you are and you might potentially lose someone that is not as into communication as you, you know? And I get that this is hard advice to follow when you are in the heat of a moment, when you are, you just cannot see straight when you're hurt or you're pissed um, and you feel like this is so not cool and I need to let this person know how not cool it is, I agree. But if you really want to help the situation and or just act like an adult and be productive and conduct yourself in a way that you can own and be proud of, just give yourself a second to get it all out and then edit I edit my messages, or I have in the past, I'm not in a situation where I really need to do this. But there was definitely time periods in the past where I was going through a breakup or um, uh, just like a hard space with someone. And I wanted to respond. I had so much to say. And I was so passionate about it. I was so worked up. But I made sure to either talk it out with a friend or I'm very big in on WhatsApp, like leaving a voicemail for a friend or just writing it to myself. I wrote many an email just as if I was writing it to someone else and never sent it or sent it to my therapist before sending it uh, or sent it to my therapist and didn't send it to someone else. I just think this is something that you rarely regret. I don't I don't think you regret like, man, I wish I would have told them off 24 hours ago because now I can't tell them off. If you are still code red pissed in 24, 48 hours, then maybe this is like a relationship altering reason to be pissed at someone unless you just really st- stay mad for whatever reason. Um, if not, you can still speak your truth but it not just be exclusively telling someone off with bad words. You know, it can be a little productive. And just recently I had a really good friend that was sending me screenshots of a conversation that a fight she was having with someone else. And she's pissed obviously at what the other person is saying. So she's trying to show me and I'm like, bro, do you, I mean, 
you were putting these things in writing as well. Do you not realize like you're sending me both sides of the story and no one looks good right here. So it's just a random reminder because I am very big on this and I tell people in my real life this and I feel like we're all friends here. So I just wanted to remind you to give give yourself a minute, use a notes app in your phone. This is what I do most of the time. If it's coming from, like if I know I am riled up AF, it's been a while, I haven't had to use this. And so I was like, maybe I should mention it because my very good friend just dropped the ball on this. And I'm like, do we need a reminder? Maybe we do. Actually, I need a reminder. Let's move on to the next topic because I have failed so hard on this. Um, Lately, in Instagram stories, there's a new question box and I've been posting the question box so people can ask questions. I've been getting a ton of them every day. I love it because I help me help you. I am here to hang out with you, to run with you if you're running right now. Speed it up. Hey, come on, let's go. I know it's hot. Um, and yeah, I, I want to be able to be helpful and answer questions. And I don't always know what you want to know. So I got a really good question this week. Do you take any form of ID with you when you run? And if so, what do you take? It could be ID, road ID, all of those things. Whoa. Okay. This is such a good question because I have not been taking any ID with me lately. And this is such a disappointing just reminder, red light for me. I am very passionate about runner safety. I think especially long distance runners, or if you've been running a while, or if you're listening to this podcast while running, it is hard. I like to get lost in a run. I want to be able to go for miles and just zone out kind of and listen to a podcast, listen to music, listen to a book. I love this. Actually, when I went hiking the other weekend, it was fun. But my friend was asking me like, oh, how'd you like it? I was like, I liked it, but I never got into that groove. You know, when you just are on a run and you just get in the zone and you just can go. And if you can't relate to this, maybe one day you will. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I love that. I love just, I I mean, hey, I love running. (laughs) Isn't that a surprise? But at the same time, we should be smart about it. And I think what I'm trying to get at is sometimes because it becomes such a part of my routine and when I'm training for a race or when you're training for a race, you're not necessarily on alert, right? Or you're thinking about other things as you're running or listening to me randomly talk about not texting people when you're pissed, right? And then you think about who you're pissed at and you're like, whoa, But I'm very big on runner safety and I have not been practicing what I preach. So I wanted to make sure and note this because it's so important and it's something that can easily fall by the wayside because when I am out of town, I'm more alert, I'm paying attention. I will take my ID a lot of times. I used to take my ID on long runs, so I wouldn't really take it on random, shorter-ish weekday runs, but on a long run, I'm going to be out for a long time. I don't know how far I'm going to end up going. I And sometimes I used to call Ben to like pick me up from 
16 miles away from where I started, right? I would run 16 miles in one direction away from home, uh, which is random, right? Totally normal. I don't know. I have dropped the ball with this. I used to have a road ID. And for those that aren't familiar, you can get basically like a, like an ID tag that goes on your shoelace or they have necklaces or wristbands for it that will have your name if you have any allergies and emergency contact info. You can also put your emergency contact info in your phone. Uh, I don't know how they would get your phone though if it's locked, right? Maybe they could use your fingerprint when you're dead. How morbid is this? It's actually going to get more morbid today. We're going to a dark place. Maybe I should have let you know that with the podcast that messed me up. It's gonna it's gonna get dark. So this is actually not even that bad. Um, they could use my finger on my sad dead carcass to open up my phone, and I gotta label someone as an emergency contact. The point is, I'm just trying to remind you to make sure that you are bringing whatever safety materials you need while you're running and definitely some form of ID um, so that people know who you are, who your emergency contact is, and that people know where you are and when to expect you back as well. Right? Right. Now I have a question for you. So I've been using the question box thing and I've been getting a lot of questions about running and food and a lot of questions about who I'm dating, if the person I'm dating is a runner, love life questions in general, a lot. And I do want to answer them on the podcast because I feel like I just want to be able to talk like I'm talking now, like I'm talking to a friend, right? My question is, do you want them in a normal episode normal, it's all relative, um, a usual standard, whatever, once a week episode, or I could put it in a separate episode, like a bonus episode and post those another day of the week. Uh, so I could put it as part of, I don't know, after the warm up, some section, right? I'll, I'll add a segment to the, each podcast, or I can do it separately. I want to do what you guys kind of prefer um, because I do feel like I don't know. Like, I know you better. You know me better. I I just think the podcast takes it up a level with our exchanges and I super appreciate it. So let me know what you prefer because I know people that are on Instagram have kind of chimed in. I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a question today on my Instagram post and you can just leave a comment under there and say whatever, however you feel about it. Um, Yeah. Let me know. I think it's time for a snack. I have a quick tip for a little snack time hydration for you. I have been using those tea bags that are just, sometimes they call them sun tea. Sometimes it just says on the box that it brews in cold water. Basically, I don't have to brew tea with hot water for these iced tea packs. And I will just put one or two tea bags in a glass of cold water, let it set, and to make it cold, I have been adding frozen fruit. Usually frozen fruit, I don't want to put in a smoothie. So I've been using peaches. And what else have I there's another one of the bags of frozen berries I got they just don't seem super sweet. And 
They add a little bit of flavor to the iced tea and I'll put some of the Splenda Naturals. I've been working with them. So they, I have a ton of that and it's just Stevia, which I'm a fan of. So it is just iced tea with basically fruit ice cubes and a little bit of the Splenda Naturals. And it is like, it looks very fancy and it's really, really good. It's an easy way. If you have a hard time getting enough water or staying hydrated, doing something like that, mixing it up with whatever is kind of your favorite fruit really can help encourage you to drink more. Okay. Now I want to talk about a podcast that has really messed me up. And I can't really decide if I'm trying to warn you or I'm trying to recommend it or something in between. Really, I'm going to describe a couple of different episodes. They're unrelated. So you can just listen to whatever. You can bounce around. Um, It's not like a series. And you can decide for yourself. I am talking about a podcast called This Is Actually Happening. That's the name of the podcast. This Is Actually Happening. And I discovered it recently. I was dog sitting. I was at my parents. And during the day, I'm just working from their house, minding my biz. And I don't know how I actually came across it. I think I was just looking for... I I did a random search and this podcast popped up. I was looking for kind of like the best podcast. I just wanted to cut to the chase. And I think I was looking for a list of the best podcasts of whatever. And specifically on this list, and there was, it was a long list and this wasn't like high on lows. It was somewhere in there. And they mentioned specifically one episode or it says, you know, check out this episode. And so this is actually happening. Episode number 89 It's called, What If You Spent 15 Hours on the Edge of Sanity? So I pulled that episode up and started streaming it, listening, and totally sucked me in. I was working while listening, and I had to keep rewinding it um, and going back because I missed something, something that the guy said, something in the story happened, and I wanted to catch it. It's a very intense story of basically this guy who is young and he's traveling around. I'm not going to spoiler alert it for you because this is the one episode from this podcast that I would highly recommend. I thought it was really good. But he, just to kind of give you a quick overview... He is traveling around, meet some people. He's kind of like backpacking around the US, like just young. I don't know if he was just out of high school or college or what. And meets a couple of friends, goes hiking with them, and something bad happens on the hike, basically. And he is telling the story of what happens. And you can tell that it happened to him. So he's telling his own story. You only hear his voice. It's not an interview. It's just like someone telling you some very huge life-changing event in their life. It was really good. Sucked me in. I'm in a thousand percent. So I go to add other episodes. And like I said, these are all of the episodes are unrelated for the most part. There's a couple that have two-parters, but for the most part, they are one and done. So after that episode, which again, I recommend that one. 
I saved a bunch of them to listen while I'm running around. I saved episode 79, What If the Happiest Place on Earth Was Your Worst Nightmare? I had a good feeling about that one because it was also, I noted on the list, rebroadcast. So it had been originally episode 79, and then it was even higher on the list. They, over the holidays or something, you know, they just rebroadcast their top episodes. Like people had voted on the best episodes, and that was actually like the one with the most votes. So I thought, whoa, that's got to be better than the other one, right? I didn't think it was. So if you are listening to them in the order in which my brain works, one was suggested to me, what if you spent 15 hours on the edge, blah, blah, blah. I would listen to it, loved it, thought it was really good. And then I was like, oh, everyone voted for this to be the number one episode, the happiest place on earth one. Yeah, I don't think it was as good. There you go. But we have different opinions on things, right? I I didn't agree with the consensus, whatever. I listened to that entire episode 79 and it was good, not great. There you go. Episode 85. What have you had bipolar disorder? To be honest, I think I just thought it was okay. And again, so the happiest place on earth, it was a girl telling her story about her experience with Disneyland and um, her dad was obsessed with Disneyland. And so they went and it just like fed into his obsession. I think he was a hoarder too. Episode 85, what if you had bipolar disorder? It was a guy that had bipolar disorder and kind of what happened with him. Episode 70, what if you had a mind-blowing affair? I am putting all of these in the show notes. Like I'm naming these that I'm telling you about right now so that you can check them out if you forget, if you were out running right now. Episode 70, what if you had a mind-blowing affair? I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, right? I'm listening to this while I'm going for a run. And I was like, what is it about this episode that seems a little odd? It was a guy talking about this affair that he had that basically he and his wife had, they were friends with another couple. I think they would go out on double dates. And something happened where they basically started to have an affair and he's telling the story about this and they were very unapologetic about it. Um, Just like they told their spouses, Hey, we're having an affair and this is what it is. And they didn't want to like leave their spouses. They just wanted to continue to have the affair. (laughs) So for this one, I am running while listening to this and I stop and I send it to my friend Chandra on the WhatsApps. And I'm like, you need to listen to this. Doesn't this sound funny? It's him telling his own story. I don't know when he had this affair, this guy, but he sounds like he's easily 150 years old. Like he is actually recording this from heaven. Or you know what? I I don't know where he ended up. I don't know if he repented. But wherever he is in the afterlife, he is recording it from there. He sounds very, very, very late in life. And so to the point where it's like if he were casting 
a podcast or a movie, this is how you would picture someone like we need someone that sounds super, super old. Like they are father time. You would pick this guy. So it was kind of funny and awkward because it's a very old man talking about this very unapologetic affair that he had. And so it's not sexy at all. And it's almost like anti-sexy, like anticlimactic, because it, it it's distracting. It's like your grandpa. Your grandpa telling you, like, oh yeah. And and the the subject matter is kind of funny. So everything he said, once I got that in my head, everything he said, he's like, then we went out to dinner. I'm literally picturing like old timey movie. Like he is out and there's flappers. It's the roaring 20s. And this is when he is having this affair. Like I, everything he is talking about, I am picturing him picking up his little affair date in a horse and buggy. They did not have cars or she was wearing a, a corset. It was gone with the wind, affair style. And this guy is telling us about it. So I'm just saying that it could have been good. I think this is one case. This is my letter to the producer that you should have had someone else read this guy's story. It could still be authentic. You could still tell the exact same story. But, and I understand you want someone to tell their own story. I get it. But it really took away from the story because it was like my grandpa telling it. That was episode 70. Episode 47. What if your wife hung herself in the garage? Yeah. Super dark. I told you it was going to get dark today and we haven't even hit it all yet. So yeah, it gets worse before it gets better. But with a title like that, you know this is going to be a very jarring, like upsetting, heartbreaking story, right? The other ones have a lot of heartbreak in them, but you can't tell it from the title. There's a lot of sad stuff that happens in the worst nightmare one or the 15 hours one. Um, But this one, you know, it's going to be super sad. And I actually didn't almost think it was as sad as the other ones, like the happiest place on earth one and the 15 hours one. I thought those were more sad. And I think it just might be how the story was told. Um, But yeah, it is super messed up. I'm just saying this one because these are the ones um, I listen to a lot of them looking for the same high, if you will, uh, the same experience, the same like, this is really messed up, but it's also such an interesting story. And I'm curious and I want to hear this person's story and feel like I'm connecting with them. None of the other ones lived up to that first one, episode 89. So I'm just letting you know that. I probably shouldn't have started with that one, even though I'm telling you, if you're just going to listen to one, listen to that one. Um, There was also one called episode 29. What if you had sex with over 900 people? And that is about a lady who is a sex surrogate. So she basically, she's like a prostitute, right? But I'm asking you, like, as if you know, Uh, she's basically like a prostitute, but it's kind of, she worked with therapists. It was supposed to be from like a therapeutic place where there are people sometimes that have medical issues or mental health issues. And 
she collaborated. It was complicated and interesting, but again, not super life-changing or sexy. I, I mean, it was interesting, but not as interesting as, again, the first one, which is why very smart people who put on the list and recommended that one. But the last episode, it's actually the last episode that they have up right now. I think they do seasons. So they're off for the season. And the last episode of their last season came out in May. And I found this entire show probably in June or July. So that was the most recent one, last one I listened to. And it messed me up. It is jarring. Again, it's episode 112. What if a murderer appeared at your bedroom door? And this is a story I don't want to like, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say I don't want to spoil it. But um, the title spoils it. This is what happens to someone. And the girl tells her story. And I think this is kind of almost the opposite of the mind-blowing affair guy, where him telling his own story kind of took away from it. The girl tells her story in this one, and it makes it more intense because you can tell she just, from her voice, she doesn't sound like she is this radio DJ or Sarah Koenig or someone, you know, she sounds like a normal person telling her story. And when you know that this is a true story of something that happened, it is effing terrifying because it is an unprovoked, violent situation. And this girl is telling her own story of how she survived this. Again, terrifying. It effed me up because I listen to true crime podcasts and just, I watched the news. I know the stuff. There was just something about this, the story that just seemed very like it could happen to anyone. And it messed me the hell up. So since all of the ones that I listed, I've listened to a lot of other ones. Those are the main ones I just wanted to note for you. But I kind of don't want to listen to it anymore. But then at the same time, like I said, I want to listen to one similar to that first one that I thought, whoa, I was just super into the story. It's as if you met someone at a party and they're telling you this huge event in their life, right? So I'm torn about it. I'm traumatized by it. Um, yeah, I want to, if you have listened to any of these let me know. I want to talk about these too. The bad thing is because I'm always late to the party. I'm late to everything. Parties, I don't know, any special event, appointments, blah, blah, blah. I'm also late to things in pop culture, like listening to these podcasts. Uh, so I just discovered this one just like last, was it last summer? I listened, I watched Mad Men and I was doing a live video and I wanted to talk about it. And... I wanted to I wanted to talk about it, but anytime I would talk about it first, I'd be like, oh, wait, spoiler alert. And everyone was like, no one is watching that anymore. You are out there by yourself. You don't need to say that. So if you happen to have heard these episodes specifically, want to chat about it, let me know your thoughts. 
In addition to the This Is Actually Happening podcast series, there are a couple of other podcasts that have messed me up. And it's almost like I'm asking for it because I actually discovered podcasts the old-fashioned way with Serial a couple years ago. Everyone had been talking about it, right? And finally, again, late to the party, I listened to it while I went on my Alaska cruise. Remember, I went on a Princess Alaska cruise. It's pretty fancy. And I got, I was hooked. I was hooked. And so after Serial, I started to listen to other similar podcasts. And I actually found a podcast called Crime Writers On. And I think originally it was actually called Crime Writers On Serial, where there were a group of writers, there's four writers that talked about Serial after each episode. After Serial ended, they still talk about other true crime podcasts, movies. They talk about not necessarily even true crime stuff now, because they have talked about different HBO series. And they mentioned In the Dark. And they've mentioned Breakdown. So from Serial, wanting more, I found Crime Writers On. And they basically talk about other podcasts and recommend them. They also talk about movies and TV. They talked about the staircase, the staircase, which is that Netflix documentary um, that came out a long time ago, but it's back out because they added new episodes. So that it opens my eyes to or my ears to other podcasts, right? And some of their suggestions have effed me up. One, they mentioned an HBO series that was a crime series. The name escapes me right now, but it was, everyone was talking about it a while back. I watched the first episode and had a complete effing night terror where this is a long time ago. This is a long time ago when basically it's like, I want to say it's called the night of, does that sound familiar? This is when Ben and I were living together and we started to watch it. I fall asleep on the couch, as I always do. It's kind of my favorite thing. I kind of like it. So I go to bed and I watch like the beginning, like the first half of the episode, maybe the first episode. He kept watching it. When he came to bed, I don't know, something about the noise scared me. And I had a complete effing night terror, like screaming like I was being murdered. It was crazy. Like it, I think it scared him more than it scared me. I it was like, I was suddenly possessed. I don't even know. It was jarring. So I stopped watching that. But I didn't learn my lesson and continue to take suggestions from crime writers. I really do like them. They have a lot of good suggestions. And they had talked about Breakdown, which is another podcast, specifically Breakdown Season 2. Um, is a story about Justin Ross Harris. He forgot his son, Cooper, in the car and the son passed away. And this is what I said, like, the, I'm kind of touching on some very, very heartbreaking stuff right now. Um, He didn't realize and it's horrible. And so that podcast, Breakdown Season 2, I didn't listen to Season 1, so I can't really speak to that. Um, you know, they have audio of 911 calls and of the court 
room, like, you know, the trial, all of these things, because he is charged with killing his son and all of this stuff comes out of his past. And unfortunately, if you make choices that some people would consider immoral or whatever, it can have this impact on other things that happen. And this was kind of one of them that it looked so bad that he had had affairs and was sexting and just like his other choices, I think impacted how he, he seemed when he was being charged for this crime. Yeah. It's really, really dark stuff. Right. But it sucked me in and it scared me. I was like, why do we not have some sort of, I don't know, alarm on car seats. Uh, Yeah. And so that's a little, it's very unsettling and I wouldn't necessarily suggest it for anyone that has little kids because I think it was very heartbreaking. I have a niece, I have two nieces that are young and I just was like, I don't even know. I, it was, it's terrifying. Um, See, it messed me up. This is what I'm saying. At the same time, I keep going back for more. It's an odd addiction. And most recently, I listened to In the Dark. And this is about, this is actually from their website. And this is like a really, really big podcast that Crime Writers On said, In the Dark is potentially better than Serial because they got more answers. It seems like they interviewed more people. But In the Dark is about Curtis Flowers. He's been tried six times for the same crime. And basically, they're trying to figure out why. Like, this doesn't really make sense. The re- The main reporter on that one just seems really, really good. I still miss Sarah Koenig, always and forever. But I think it's just really well done. So if you started sipping the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid from, I almost said Koenig. Um, if you started sipping the Kool-Aid from Cereal by Sarah Koenig, um, I think that those in the dark and breakdown are other options that might be of interest to you. And if you have awesome podcast suggestions, hit me up and let me know. I'm also randomly curious if you listen to audiobooks because I listen to both, but I'll go on kind of a bender where I'll listen to podcasts a ton, then I'll listen to audiobooks a ton. Um, I'm wondering if everyone is like that. I don't know. Let me know. And let me know your thoughts on any of those shows. Now I think we should get to the awards. Today, first place goes to my friend because <laughs> um, I have a friend that has a golden retriever that looks, I was going to say like me. His dog, I've posted pictures. I called him my spirit animal. This dog, Tucker, has a very similar hair color to mine. And a lot of golden retrievers are a lighter color. And he is more of a red color. And maybe I am a complete narcissist. Maybe I have given up on anyone trying to make a baby with me. So I'm just going to settle for a dog, even though I never think a dog is settling, especially a golden, right? I don't know what it is. I'm in love with this dog. And I also like a good orange cocker spaniel, but I like a big dog. What I'm trying to get at is 
This award, I don't know if this award should go to Tucker or my friend because I took my friend to get eye surgery yesterday. And I always joke with him that if he kicks the old bucket, the buckaroo, I want the dog. I want Tucker. I want Tucker. And when I got there to take him for the surgery, he had a note and he said, uh, my last will and testament, period, Monica gets the dog. <laughs> That's it. Like, it was just like, Monica gets a dog. And I was like, yes. Um, not that I would want anything bad to happen to my friend, but I thought it was funny. And I thought since he put it in writing, he's not just tricking me. God, I would never actually want that to happen. But it is funny that uh, how bad I want a dog. I need to look into that, right? Yes. So first place goes to all the dogs in the world. We do not deserve them. They're so awesome, right? And you have some homework to do. Let me know on Instagram or in the show notes, runnyrepeat.com, if you want me to talk about any of the other personal story updates or my random thoughts, actually kind of episodes like this. Um, if you want them separate from normal episodes, this kind of could count as one too. Cause I was going to tell you some tips on how to stay motivated and make sure you get yourself to run, but this is going a little long. So I'm going to cut it here and come back with runnery things next time. But, um, let me know what your preference is for just keeping these running and eating and doing the random in separate episodes, or if you like it all mashed up together. If you have a question for me, send it over. Runnyrepeat at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail 562-888-1644. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run Eat Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.